the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. On this morning, I want to invite your attention to Ezekiel chapter 34. We'll begin our reading in Ezekiel chapter 34 at verse number 1. As we continue our series of messages entitled Summer Revival for the Modern Day Church. Ezekiel chapter 34, beginning at verse 1, reads as follows, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth. And no one was searching for them. Would you pray with me, Father in heaven, we just come this day to honor you, first of all, to bless your holy name, to give you glory for all that you have done and what you're getting ready to do. Spirit of the Lord, we need your presence in this place to save someone who's perhaps lost, drifting on their journey. God, draw those that are lost in fellowship back to you. Those who don't know you, save them. God, those who are hurting, encourage them. Those who need you, God, speak to them. Spirit of the living God, meet us on the very pages of our life that we, Father God, might know that we've been blessed because we were in your presence. Speak now, Lord, through these lips of clay as I surrender myself a vessel in your hand. Allow me to have clarity of thought and speech in our, and just the word that might be articulated today that it might speak to every heart that's under the sound of my voice, whether here in the sanctuary, whether through live streaming or through internet reproductions or CDs or DVDs. God, just let your word go out with power, authority, and conviction. We need a word from the Lord. So, Spirit of God, have your way, and we will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, for it is in the name and in the power 
of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. And the people of God said together, Amen. Amen. We began this journey of looking at the summer revival for the modern-day church in Acts chapter 2. We spoke there from the subject matter, remember we need the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that in my spirit and in my heart, God has continued to impress upon me is how much we have abandoned the pursuit of doing what we need to do in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so remember, first of all, for revival to take place in the modern day church, we need to remember we need the Holy Spirit. Secondly, part two of the series, we were in Acts chapter 3, and we spoke to the idea reviving the reputation of the church. We uh, came to the agreement that the reputation of the church is not what it needs to be. In fact, that the church has a bad reputation, and as we look there in Acts chapter 3, we discovered that a wrong reputation of the church creates a wrong expectation of the church. Amen. And if we're going to have revival, if you will, of the reputation of the church, uh, we've got to begin to have righteous imputation of the things that God has given us. In other words, we need to transfer the righteousness that's in us to the people that are around us. And then therefore, when the righteousness that's in us, as the apostle said, we don't have silver and gold, but such as we have, we'll give it unto you. They transferred it. They imputed it unto the, the lame man. And when the righteousness was imputed unto him, then real worship, real glorification began to take place. The man leaped and jumped and celebrated his healing and his new found righteousness that had been transferred, if you will, and imputed to him through the apostles. On the, today, we want to look at Ezekiel, whose name means God strengthens. God strengthens. Ezekiel is the prophet voice to Israel in these exilic times. In other words, during the times of exile in Babylon, the 70 years of exile that they had, the voice of Ezekiel is the one that they're hearing. And Ezekiel is this prophet to them for 32 chapters. He is calling them to repent and calling them to know that God is going to bring judgment on them. But for 32 chapters, as Ezekiel prophesies to the people of Israel, they completely and utterly ignore him. And then in 585 B.C., Israel falls, even as the prophet Ezekiel had been prophesying that the judgment was coming on Israel. The nation falls and crumbles, and they begin to receive news of it, even from those that are in exile in Babylon, and sadness covers the hearts of the people, and the people begin to realize that what Ezekiel had been saying was true. And then by the time we get to chapter 33 in the book of Ezekiel, things begin to turn, the tide begins to change, and Ezekiel is then called back to the wall to be a watchman on the wall. Then as he's turned to be a watchman, 
watchman on the wall in Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel turns now in Ezekiel chapter 34 to begin to address no longer the destruction and the judgment that was coming, but rather he begins to discuss and encourage towards restoration and revival. And so at the beginnings of revival that Ezekiel begins to preach, if you will, in Ezekiel chapter 34, the first subject matter of revival is the shepherds. Y'all still here with me? I want to talk to you on this morning in the third part of this series of messages, Summer Revival for the Modern Day Church. I want to talk to you today from the subject matter, Revive the Shepherds. Revive the Shepherds. In the history of Israel, as well as in the history of mankind, it is customary that the way of the shepherd will lead the way of the sheep. If I can say that another way, when the leaders of Israel became corrupt and walked away from God, so did the people. In Israel, as well as in America's modern-day church, we will see the mirroring of this very same effect. The church needs to address revival amongst the shepherds. The shepherds need revival because when the shepherd is wayward, the people become wayward. Grave is the condition of the patient when the disease is his physician. Let me say that another way. There's not going to be a whole lot of hope for you when the reason why you are sick is because of the reason of the person who's supposed to be making you well. So if my disease is my physician and my physician is making me sick, I don't have much hope left. In the nation of Israel, such is the case. In the nation of America, such is the case. In the church of the living God, such is the case. The disease that we see permeating and the need that we have for revival, it begins because the disease is coming from the shepherds. So Ezekiel turns to say to the shepherds, shepherds, you've, you've not done what you were supposed to do. You have not managed. You have not done what you were called to. But, but nevertheless, as I look at this, and I think we can probably walk through this and say, you know what? Yep, you're right, Pastor. Them shepherds need to get their act together. I got any witnesses in the house? I mean, these shepherds are just going around, and they're taking advantage of people, and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, and they're just as wicked as the people are. And, and how, how the shepherds going to get up and tell the people they need to be revived? They need to get saved themselves. Amen. I know I got some amens in the house. I know I got some, some people that want to stomp their feet. Somebody felt like they wanted to run just about right about then, but you, you constrained yourself because you didn't want everybody looking at you. Boy, if we can get these shepherds in order. If we can get these apostles in order, if we can get these bishops in order, if we can get these preachers in order, I mean, they live in like hellions. We need to get them straight. I know I got a whole house full of amens. I know y'all just containing yourself. Y'all want to be dignified this morning. But before we go too hard and heavy on the shepherds alone, let me expand for you the understanding of the shepherd as it is depicted here in the text as well as we want to apply for our lives today. The shepherds in the text, the shepherds in our application is more than just the one standing at the pulpit. The shepherds are the leaders. The shepherds are those who are responsible for leading anybody. 
So if we're going to expand it to that role, we're talking about uh, in Israel, we're talking about the priests, we're talking about the prophets, uh, we're talking about the spiritual leaders uh, that are that in the house of God, we're talking about the kings, we're, we're talking about the satraps, we're talking about all the governors that are, are leading throughout all of Israel, we're talking about all the levels of government, if we bring that to a modern-day church, if we bring that to modern-day times, we're not just talking about the pastor. We're not just talking about the bishop and the apostles. We're talking not only about those, but we're also talking about the, the leaders in the, in the community. We're talking about the mayors and the governors. We're talking about the senators and the congressmen. We're talking about the presidents of the United States. We're talking about the church leaders and, and the community leaders. We're talking about that father, that mother who has responsibility over their children, because all all of them have leadership responsibility, and all of them have shepherding responsibility, and all of us, if you're not careful, has somebody that's watching you and following you, and you are a shepherd to somebody. So Ezekiel says, as he begins revival, he addresses the leadership, he addresses the shepherds, and he says to the shepherds, first and foremost, you didn't feed the sheep. It's right here in our text, verse number one, if you will, through three, it says, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord, God to the shepherds, woe to the shepherds, woe to the shepherds, woe, ho, warning, warning, Will Robinson, warning to the shepherds, woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Shepherds of Israel who have created a need for revival, the shepherds in America, the shepherds in Maryland, the shepherds in Upper Marlboro, the shepherds in Kettering have created such a scenario that they have not fed the sheep. You have not fed the sheep, the shepherds, preacher, teacher, parents, leaders, supervisor, manager, congressman, senator, king, queen, rulers, presidents, you haven't fed the sheep. You instead, woe to you, the warning is, instead of feeding the sheep, you were looking out for yourself. Have not we become a very selfish society? Have we not become a very selfish world who looks out for ourselves, premier of the utmost? We look out and make sure that my, 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 I, I, I is taken care of. We have become bad shepherds because we have not fed the sheep. Woe, he says, to the shepherds because you have not fed the sheep, but rather you fed yourselves. And he says, you eat the fat of the clothes and clothe yourselves with the wool. Uh, you slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The shepherds are guilty of not feeding the flock, and they are guilty of taking from the sheep and making themselves comfortable from what the sheep produce and the wool of the sheep, and they're making themselves nice clothing, and they're taking from the sheep the meat, and they're eating, and they're comforting themselves from the sheep in the picture that's given here, and they're making sure that they have what they need, but, but the sheep are not being taken care of. The sheep are not being fed. The sheep are not being nurtured. The sheep are not getting what they need to survive, and so 
soul uh, parent and preacher and church leader and community leader. Ezekiel says you have not fed the sheep, but you've looked out for yourself. It is customary, it is normal that the shepherd would feed the sheep, but something unnormal is happening among shepherd and sheep. The sheep are not being fed, but rather they're being eaten. Mm, Lord Jesus. I was sitting and watching the news just not too long ago, and the image of the governor of New Jersey sitting on a beach in a lawn chair came on the screen, and you know, he's a, a you know, nice-sized guy, and he's sitting on the beach in a lawn chair, and he's you know, got his you know, family and stuff around him, and it, it really didn't, you know, nothing really dawned on me strange about the image and the picture, because you know, we always see paparazzis, you know, taking pictures of folks on the beach and stuff like that, until the reporter said in their report that the governor and his family were on the beach alone because the governor who's responsible for the people in New Jersey had closed all of the state beaches because they hadn't come to a financial agreement on the bill for the state as of yet. And so he closed all the state beaches on the holiday weekend. And while families were bringing their children to the beach and being turned away and told, you can't come to this beach. You can't have any fun on this holiday. You need to go back home because the beach is closed. The governor took his family and they enjoyed the whole beach to themselves. And when I read this passage, you have not fed the sheep. That, that image came back to me of Governor Chris Christie sitting on the beach in his lawn chair, enjoying the beach, but not feeding the sheep. Hmm. You've robbed the family and your kids while you're out golfing and gaming and playing and gambling and buying red bottoms and Louis Vuitton while your children can't go to college without getting a loan of their own. I'm going to preach way better than y'all saying amen. You, you've robbed the sheep of what they are needful of, and now the sheep have to try to find for themselves and fend for themselves. While you've been eating from them and taking from them, you've got so much stuff. You've got so much collected. You've been taking care of yourself and robbing the sheep and eating of the sheep and taking of their wool, preacher, pastor, parent. We've been taking so much, and now we've got so much politician. We've got so much that in the words of J. Cole, the neighbors think you selling dope. I said the neighbors think you selling dope. And your answer in the words of the song J. Cole says, I am. I am. Well, because you're addicted to a drug called self-satisfaction. And you keep taking care of you. Well, everyone else must be second and third rate. You didn't feed the sheep. Verse 4 says, the weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back those who were driven away, nor sought that who was lost, but with force and cruelty you ruled them. Shepherd, leader, pastor, preacher, teacher, supervisor, manager, ruler, king, governor, parent, you have not only not fed the sheep, but you didn't tend to the sheep. 
You didn't tend to the needs that the sheep had. There were, if you will, certain responsibilities that were placed on you. God entrusted you with the care of those children. God entrusted you with the care of those workers. God entrusted you with the people underneath you, and you have not given attention to the needs of the sheep. And Ezekiel tells the prophets, he tells the priests, he tells the leaders in Israel, as I reflect that upon us today, if we are not tending the sheep, there's going to be a problem in the camp. You haven't tended the sheep. He says, listen, he says to them, you didn't strengthen the weak. Try to process this through our minds, and I was thinking through this. You didn't strengthen the weak. Sometimes the very people that are under us all they needed was a little strengthening from us. But instead of strengthening them, instead of helping them, we just looked at them as weak and we began to operate on this theme, only the strong survive. And all they needed was a little bit of attention. All they needed was you to come alongside of them. All they needed was for you to tell them that they could do it. But you didn't strengthen them. You just counted them as weak, and you pressed on so you could get to the finish line first. You didn't strengthen the weak, nor have you healed those who were sick. You didn't even give attention to the fact that there were sick among you and under you and around you that you were responsible for, and instead of you healing them, you kicked them off of health care. You pulled a rug right out from under their feet so that you could have more money in your own pockets. Not that you needed it because you could afford health care, but you raised the rates governmental system. You raised the rates. You put no constraints on how high it could go you robbed and didn't tend to the needs of the sheep. You didn't give attention to their care, but rather you thought of yourself and you took care of yourself. You didn't, you didn't heal them. You could have just loved on them. Instead, you just threw them on Ritalin. All they needed was a little healing from love. But you didn't do that, shepherd. You didn't bind up the broken. Let me say this, there are a lot of broken people around us. Just look around you right now. You don't have to go far. Look, look around you, in front of you, beside you. Take a mirror out, look in the mirror. It's a lot of broken people. And Shepherd, you're guilty of not binding up the broken because you were too interested in pursuing your own thing. Sometimes the broken are right in our own homes. Our own husband, our own wife, our own children, they're broken. Broken from circumstances, broken from life, broken from divorces, broken from bad family dynamics, broken from scenarios that have played out in their lives even before they got to know you. A lot of broken people, a lot of messed up folk. And the shepherds did not give attention to the brokenness of the people. They did not bind up. All they needed was for you to hold them. All they needed was for you to be there for them. All they needed was for you to wrap their wounds and give their wound time to heal. But you didn't do that. Shepherd, Ezekiel says you didn't even take time to bind up the broken and to take care of their wounds to allow them time to heal because you were interested in taking care of yourself.
So he condemns them for that. He condemns them fourthly. For he says, you didn't bring back those who were driven away. In fact, instead of going after them, you celebrated the fact that they were gone. I'm glad you're gone. Anybody ever had a party when somebody left? Supervisors, managers, you threw a great party when that, that hellion left your job. You were so glad that they found another job. Y'all don't have to raise your hand. Y'all just, y'all so holy, so sanctimonious. Some of you in ministry, you were glad when they quit your ministry. Thank God they gone. Praise the Lord. Pastors, some folk left your church. You was glad. Hallelujah. Close the door and shout at the victory. Glad they were gone celebrating their departure. Instead, he says, you didn't, you didn't go after them, those that were driven away. You didn't seek those who were lost. You didn't even care that they were lost. There are people we walk past every day who are lost. Nobody's seeking them. No shepherd is seeking them. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.